Please lower your head and watch your step while boarding. Welcome to the Attractions Podcast. You are all clear for dispatch. Have fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 184 of the Attractions Podcast, sponsored by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. I am Seth. And I'm Carly. And we are back together again, finally, to talk to you once again about the latest and greatest in theme park news and more as well as what's been going on in our own lives. And I feel like it's been a month since the two of us have got to host the show. It is so great to see you. Yes, Uh, I know. I'm excited. Uh, There's just... There's been so much that has happened. In the uh, we last can't month. recap it all. No, um, uh, Super Nintendo World, Two Town reopening. Uh, there's just been a lot. So uh, it's been how, a lot. So how did you like Super Nintendo World? Real quick, <laughs> I want to hear it. I I really enjoyed it. Um, I will be happy when it is not the hottest thing in town uh, and it, it dies down a little. It is. Uh, the crowds can get really intense, uh, and I'll be happy when Mario Kart can reliably run from the start of early entry to the end of the day. But uh, when everything worked, I had an absolutely incredible time. I spent most of two yeah. days in there. I punched as many blocks as I could. could. I, I beat Bowser Jr. twice. Um, I really, I think all the interactivity stuff, I can't wait to see it in Orlando when it is much bigger, when there's a lot more elbow room. Um, and, uh, I just had a blast playing Mario Kart. Um, I hope the word doesn't get out. Uh, but right now, uh, the, the, the best hidden secret is that single rider line for Mario Kart. Uh, I, I think it's starting, so we're starting to get out, but, uh, I know I got to ride like six or seven times just over and over again using that single rider and you need to do that ride more than once because the first few times is just overwhelming absolutely for some reason i feel like single riders are a little bit easier on the west coast as opposed to the east coast i Mm. think it's just the makeup of the people that are visiting but usually like even when space mountain had that single rider no one would ever be on it and which which came back it came back so uh, hopefully it'll stick around. That's what I'm, I'm nervous. I'm calling yeah. it a test because that was the greatest thing ever. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, Super Nintendo World is amazing. I've been back twice since the opening. It is very busy. So I too am waiting for it to kind of just chill out a mm. little bit, but it is the best. Um, this weekend, randomly, uh, my husband's like, we're going to Disney World. Let's just spend a weekend. Yay. And I, we, I did like a full like digital detox where I didn't even use my phone. Wow. So- How did so you went to Disney World? I gotta say, uh, I survived Disneyland. Uh, one because it was freezing, freezing cold oh, and and wet and uh, miserable, and that kept the crowds down a little bit. Right. Um, but I also uh, hit that Genie Plus system hard, and I I, I found some loopholes and some tricks uh that will be in the next edition of the unofficial guide uh but without that i would have spent a lot of time standing in line so how did you do uh with a digital free visit to walt disney world so i did use it to make like two last minute walk-up dining reservations but this weekend was a gem because it's kind of in that weird like after spring break for a lot that of little places. dip that little dip yes, it, mm-hmm. it was i would say a major dip because you know what everything was five to 15 minutes so yesterday Fantastic. we were like let's just go on so many rides we blew through epcot did everything no weights went to magic kingdom one night 
Hollywood Studios, Animal Kingdom, walked right on stuff. So it was like the perfect weekend. I'm just, sometimes I'm just not in the mood to be on my phone. You know, we all feel that way from time to time. And I'm just like, I just want to have fun and do like old Disney where we would just kind of wing it. And we Mm. went into it with that like wing it mentality. And it was the greatest weekend, but it was perfect conditions. That's fantastic. Conditions, yeah. You know. Well, I will say, uh, I, uh, I, en- I personally enjoy Disneyland better than Walt Disney World in general. But I did stop by Walt Disney World a couple times this week to try to ride Tron. Uh, my yes. first attempt was unsuccessful. Hot tip: uh, if you get an early boarding group, make sure you get to the park in time to hit that boarding window. It's not like Cosmic Rewind over at Epcot. They enforce those boarding group windows. And if you are late, so sorry, they don't have the capacity for you. So uh, I got denied on my first attempt to ride Tron uh, during the soft open this week. But uh, today I got boarding group one. Uh, I was in one of the first trains of the day and I liked it. Uh, I I don't, I have to ride it a few more times. Uh, I don't know if I loved it. Uh, I don't think it's going to displace uh, Hagrid's uh, on my list. Oh, yeah, exactly. Bike roller coasters. No, well, like I told you, like I was in Disney World all weekend. I honestly, truly had no desire to like rush or get up and try to get a pass. It's there, I'll go on it when I go on it eventually. But it's just like after we come down from the high that was Cosmic Rewind opening, Mm. which I've probably gone on like 40 times since it's open. Love it. Love the theming. I'm a theming person. Love Hagrid's too. I'll wait for Hagrid's. Mm. You know, I just, I'm eh about it. I hope people enjoy it. You know, it's good to see something new there, but I, you know, I, I got to give it another ride or two to really give an in-depth review. I I Mm -hmm. hate to just, give my knee-jerk reaction um i i thought sitting in uh the front row the launch really was spectacular i'd love to do that at night with the canopy all lit up um and when you first enter the indoor section you get this kind of wow moment of seeing all the neon um but uh you know there's a lot of block breaks in that gravity building it feels kind of stop and go Um, you don't you don't get that real sense of of sustained speed and um it's real short once you're indoors it's it's yeah. brief it's brief yeah i think you tapped into something when you just said night which made me mm. think of something so a lot of people have said it is better and i obviously that canopy is beautifully lit i wonder if that's why they're strictly enforcing the windows is because they know people want to go on it at night and they want to prevent people from quickly getting a boarding group and then maybe showing up at night you know because guardians there's sometimes i'll get a boarding group in the morning i'll get called and come like eight hours later oh yeah i i am very guilty of doing that often and they at guardians they have never uh turned me away right um but uh you know the very nice cast member who kicked me to the curb <laughs> told me uh, they simply don't have the capacity to let people show up uh, late. So, right. um, and you know, once inside there, I was shocked. Uh, there is hardly any interior queue at all. Uh, you go from the, the pre-show where you see the window that uh, goes from a screen to a, a transparent window to look through. And then you're immediately coming down a ramp into the uh, locker area. Um, very little interior queue. Right. Um, so 
I don't think board, uh, virtual groups are going to go away anytime soon. Um, and I think they're going to make a lot of money off of individual lightning lane on this one. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, before we jump into the news and the show proper, I want to give a shout out to Orange Grove 55, uh, dropping us, uh, a super comment yes. in the chat. Thank you so much. Uh, he wants to know, or they want to know, will Universal top Magic Kingdom in attendance when Epic Universe Ooh. opens? I, you know, the, according to the last um, uh, TAACOM report came out, um, Islands of Adventure and Universal Studios Florida last year uh, each had more attendance than each of the individual Disney parks, with the exception of Magic Kingdom. Magic Kingdom, I think that Magic Kingdom is now and will forever be the number one attended park in orlando if if not uh the country it certainly uh, feels that way <laughs> it's 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 uh, it's still ahead by a significant margin um i think even after epic universe opens if you add all the disney parks together and you add all the universal parks together uh, walt disney world's still going to be on top um uh, if nothing else they've just got a lot more hotel rooms Universal, uh, you know, no matter how many rides they build, uh, they've got a long way to catch up with Disney's hotel inventory. And that really keeps the attendance fed year round. Um, but I think that, uh, you know, I for the unofficial guides, we get a lot of letters uh, to the editor um, and I read them all. And we've been getting a bunch lately saying things like uh, Disney should be nervous when Epic Universe opens because uh that's where we're planning on spending our next vacation so yeah and also you know like i am i've kind of switched where i will always stay now at universal hotels mm. even if doing Walt Disney i was gonna World. say you were so where you were where were you staying when you were doing your little mini disney trip endless summer dockside and great Annual choice count is unbelievable can't, can't beat those prices and I'll I'll take an Uber or Lyft or have a friend mm -hmm. pick me up. But I mean, I notice a lot since I stay at Universal often, you see a lot of people coming out in their Disney wardrobe waiting for an Uber or Lyft and you know they're going to the park. So yep. I think that's, I mean, the rooms, you can't beat it. They're all brand new. And, Not all, but you know what I mean? A lot of them are new. So And, and I, I would say that a, a lift from <laughs> Endless Summer to a Disney park probably will be quicker than a Disney bus from a Disney hotel to a Disney oh, park. I don't think the <laughs> buses if I am staying at Disney. Right. Right. No. All right. Uh, thank you so much, Orange Grove 55, yes. for that question and uh, for watching. All right. Um, without any further ado, since we've had so much ado, so much. let's jump into the news in the queue. All right, we will start out with a look at the upcoming Disney Story Living Community, which is going to offer incredible extras like a uh, clubhouse for activities that is themed after the PARS residence in The Incredibles 2. I immediately thought of you because obviously it's that <laughs> mid-century. I love my mid-century modern. Love, and I mean, 
could this be more fitting for the location? Yes. Yeah. You know, uh, at first I thought I was looking at the uh, the Q house for the incredible coaster at uh, Disney California Adventure. Mm -hmm. uh, but no, no, no. This is the uh, very expensive, very upscale. Um, you will need a voluntary Artisans Club membership, uh, price Ooh. not yet disclosed, in order to access this. Uh, but it is... It, not your average event club space. Uh, it is going to be located along the shoreline of the community's grand oasis. Uh, and it is inspired by their home from Incredibles 2. Uh, as, like I said, as also briefly seen in the Incredicoaster. Um, but it's going to have an elevated patio where you can see views of the mountains and the oasis. Uh, with limited overnight accommodations for club members. Um, and uh, this will be host to all sorts of activities. Yes, um, I that jumped out to me, being able to stay there. That's really cool. And then just kind of like their whole MO is they want, it seems like it's going to be like a true club center because they want people to like pursue their passion. So I'm envisioning mm -hmm. activities, you know, cocktail making classes and whatnot yeah. to bring the people together. Yeah, I, as with a lot of this stuff that's still in the concept art uh, phase, uh, not a lot of very specific details, mm -hmm. but uh, they are going to have specialty dining services, wellness programs, art, uh, recreation, and entertainment um, that the Imagineers hope will strengthen the Cotino community and encourage right. residents to pursue their passions. Uh, part of that is also going to be a waterfront clubhouse uh, that is going to have beach access on the Oasis and recreational water activities. Um, and uh, if you are not swanky enough to be a member, you will be able to purchase a day pass to access the beach. Yes. Yeah, so obviously this is very early. This is just renderings, but it does look amazing. You know? Yeah. Uh, absolutely incredible. Um, I uh there's something slightly dystopian about a giant uh lake in the middle of a desert when uh when that part of the country even after all the rain they've had is still technically in a drought right. but uh <laughs> i guess um you know pricing has not been disclosed for this but uh you can sign up for more information at the Cotino Story Living Disney Community website. Uh, I think that if you have to ask how much one of these costs, you can't afford it. Right. Uh, <laughs> well, we know Disney fans, there's a big pocket of them with deep pocket. Oh, yes. Oh. And hopefully they will invite you to go check this out oh, uh, when it opens. Um, in other Disney news, uh, Disney Cruise Line has announced the inaugural sailings to Lighthouse Point, their brand new private island destination. Uh, and starting in June 2024, you will be able to visit it on uh, mostly on sailings from Fort Lauderdale. Yes. So I think this was the news that kind of broke the Internet because I think a million people were trying to book that when it came out i um, i heard people talking about it in the line for tron this morning saying this as soon as they heard about it they were all gone oh yeah i saw like instantly all the concierge club level gone yep um so this is obviously gonna be a hot ticket i love castaway but this new island they've released so much of the amenities and everything that it has all the cabanas and it looks amazing so i totally understand why people are trying to you know be the first to jump on it um, yeah, so the uh, the first sailing, uh, it looks like June 6th, uh, 
is going to be a three-night preview cruise on the Disney Magic out of Fort Lauderdale. Um, and that's going to have limited access. So it will be probably be full of bloggers and vloggers who are complaining that they were first, but stuff still wasn't ready yet. Correct. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then there will be a special seven-night sailing. I think that's the one that really got snapped up quick out mm -hmm. of Port Canaveral on the Fantasy with two stops at Lighthouse Point plus a Castaway K. So if you're a fan of Disney's uh, private islands, mm -hmm. that's the cruise to be on. That's the jackpot. I mean, truly, I mean... <laughs> Absolutely amazing. Um, I, you know, I would be happy to go on any of these on the Disney Magic. Uh, they're going to regularly call upon the port during uh, three and four and five night sailings uh, through the Bahamas and the Caribbean. And that is out of Fort Lauderdale, um, which is uh, kind of interesting um, since you think that uh, Orlando, you know, Cape Canaveral is right. the big port and then Miami, probably number two. Uh, Fort Lauderdale and the Magic, my personal favorite boat, but it no one gives the Magic a lot of attention these days. Right. Is it's no. old? Uh, you know, it doesn't have all the flashy stuff of, of the Wish or you know the newest stuff. So I think this would be great if you like a smaller ship, a smaller port, um, but still get to see the brand new island. Uh, I think that sounds like an amazing trip. Absolutely. I love Port Fort Lauderdale. It's just so much easier like to get mm. dropped off, to get picked up, parking, everything. It's it's so much better. Yeah, I'm wondering if uh if the Brightline train that is uh, running Ooh. down the coast uh, goes anywhere near that port. That could make uh that could make a big difference for oh, those well, of us sure. in Orlando. So, uh in addition to uh the new private island in the Caribbean, they've mm -hmm. also got new summer 2024 European destinations, uh, going back to the Mediterranean, the Greek Isles, British Isles, and Norwegian Fords, and Iceland. Uh, plus, they're adding some new ports of call, including Spain, uh, Valencia, um, uh, new ports in Norway, in Germany. Um, and uh, they're bringing back um, some Mediterranean destinations that they haven't had in almost 10 years. Right. Um, I love to see them switching things up. And then um, like the Disney wonder is going to be going mm. back to Alaska. So I know those, it's a very popular sailing, you know, it's like kind of a bucket list trip and that's going to be May through September next year on their five, seven and nine night sailings. Yeah. I've got, I've got some family that is doing a uh, Alaska cruise and I'm very jealous because I feel like that's one of those things that uh, another few years uh, is not going to be, not going to be the same. Right. Um, of course, uh, for those of us here near Port Canaveral, um, the, uh, as we say, bread and butter of the cruises are, uh, the fantasy and the wish, um, heading out of Port Canaveral, not far from Disney world. Um, and, uh, the wish is doing three and four night trips uh, and the fantasy is mostly uh, week longs. Um, so, uh, these bookings all open up to the general public on March 30th, uh, already opened to uh, high-level club members. Uh, and so a lot of stuff snapped up already. But, yes. um, you know, <laughs> give a call to uh, MEI and Mouse Fan Travel, and they can maybe hook you up with whatever's left. <laughs> the crumbs. Yeah, the crumbs. <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm heading out to Disneyland. Uh this is something that I am hoping I can maybe just squeeze in. Uh, my Disneyland annual pass expires 
uh, uh, or is blocked out uh, starting around June 6th. But uh, from May 1st through June 4th, they are returning Hyperspace Mountain to Tomorrowland and Disneyland uh, for Star Wars Month. And I don't know about you. I, this is maybe my favorite version yes. of Space oh. Mountain. I love it. I mean, I just love Disneyland's version of Space Mountain, and then when they do Hyperspace Mountain, and, and, just... and I love the the score, uh, the Michael Giacchino score for Space Mountain. I love mm -hmm. that groovy space music. It is so bad. Uh, I rode uh, Disney World Space Mountain for the first while uh, time in a little while this morning, uh, and the, <laughs> the stereophonic sound is right. nothing compared to the Disneyland soundtrack, but. I really love the special effects, the projections in Hyperspace Mountain. Mm -hmm. I love the storyline. I love how the storyline actually ties into uh, Star Wars canon uh, right. and the uh, uh, the planet of Jakku from uh, Force Awakens. Um, so, yes, uh, May 1st, just in time for May the 4th. Uh, it is coming back. Usually it only is down for maybe one day in order to do the switch over. Mm -hmm. um, and let's hope that that's why they've been testing the single mm -hmm. rider is to get that ready to go because uh, yes, the way to go. Yeah, uh, if you weren't aware, um, they had Space Mountain in Disneyland had a single rider line for a while. Mm -hmm. It was kind of awkward. It sort of went up through the, the exit yeah. near where they also put wheelchairs and stuff, and it was a little confusing. Um, I recently they were testing it going through the front entrance and having them merge with lightning lane. Uh, then they moved it again. Uh, hopefully they will figure it out and they will be able to keep it because that is one, one ride that uh, always has a long standby wait. And uh, um, I would love to be able to uh, ride that more often, especially when it is hyperspace mountain. So good. Uh, you know, they when they announced the uh, Star Wars Knights, they didn't have that as part of the announced uh, programming. So I'm that, so yeah. glad that that was uh, that's been added. I was afraid that that was gone. All right, uh, let's head outside the Disney orbit and instead uh, head on down to SeaWorld San Antonio, where the Seven Seas Food Festival is has returned uh, starting on March 23rd. And it features this time 24 international marketplaces throughout the park with over 100 exciting food and drink items to discover. Wow. I mean, it's incredible that all these regional parks are now throwing just like the biggest food festivals. A hundred items is so much for a culinary it, team to put You know, together. what what has Epcot done to the uh the theme park industry? Because oh, you know, they really led the way back 20 years ago. Um and, uh, you know, it's gone from something that you just kind of did for locals during a downtime mm -hmm. to something really people make destination trips based around these food festivals. And, um, yeah, Disney's not the only game in town. Uh, exactly. you know, SeaWorld in Orlando does a great job mm -hmm. with their food festivals. And uh, I have not been to SeaWorld uh, San Antonio, but it looks like they've got some great items uh food from around the world including brazil france germany greece hawaii italy jamaica japan korea and mexico with over 45 brand new items yes. the menu looks like amazing ambitious uh mm -hmm. this festival you know it's not like an Epcot where they have so much manpower i think this is only running like thursday through sundays 
which is smart. You, uh-huh. know, you don't want to kind of overexert yourself if you have more, maybe like limited resources. But you know, I, the food looks great, and obviously, SeaWorld Orlando kills the festivals. Yeah, I mean, check out uh, that's the seared uh, tagoshi tuna. Ooh. That does not look like theme park food to me. No, no I'm, I'm sure you don't get it plated on that nice a plate uh, with the the wooden chopsticks. I'm sure no. the <laughs> the actual version is uh, undisposables, but still, uh, that's, right. that's some good looking tuna. Uh, and uh, if uh, you're not just there for the food, um, you can also check out the entertainment. Uh, this year they've added the Groove Chef per- percussionists that sound a lot like the uh, the uh, the kitchen chefs uh, that they have over at Epcot during their oh, food jam- festival. The jam- Jammin' Chef. Yes, jam- exactly. Chef. <laughs> um, but the one that I thought sounded fun was they've got Cookies with Cookie Monster. Uh, this one's an upcharge. You'll pay an extra $15 per person. Worth it. But, but you get to make crafts, uh, hopefully edible crafts, I'm hoping, yeah. uh, and snap some pictures with Cookie Monster himself. Uh, oh, no, that sounds fun. Worth yeah. it for sure. Yeah, they've also got uh, stilt walkers, they've got dancers, and a living garden uh, human performance art in Japan. Uh, you can plan for your trip and uh, purchase a sampler. That's always the way to go for these SeaWorld food festivals. Uh, 10 or 15 items. If you're an annual pass holder, you get some extra items thrown in for free. And it brings that per item cost down uh, a lot lower. Oh, yeah. I just did the lanyard at uh, Knox Boysenberry Festival. Oh, yeah. Crazy because their portions are like full size. Huge, huge. And I'm like, yeah. this is Absolutely. an insane value. And their lanyard includes alcohol, which like Disney oh. doesn't. They're sipping zero. No, yes. Um, I, I did not. <laughs> I was at Disneyland uh, for the California Adventure Food Festival. And uh, sadly, did not actually get to eat anything at the food festival because between the lines to get a lanyard and then a line to order food and then to pick up your food, the two days that I was there, I would have invested my entire day just getting food. Uh, Uh, It all looked delicious. uh, My gripe with Disneyland food festivals is their ops is not up to what we're used to at Epcot. I feel like Epcot, even if there's a line, it moves I lucked out when I went to DCA Food and Wine last weekend. It wasn't busy, so I was able to try like the few. I wanted to try that blueberry pancake cold brew, and mm-hmm. you were just like walking right up and getting things. But that's a rarity, you know. There was like one Lunar New Year where I didn't try anything, and I kept like making the effort, and it was just a disaster, and I gave up, which is unfortunate. But here's that's all. here's yeah. here's here's my observation, uh, just as as a student of uh, Crowdflow in theme parks the idea of letting you order from any booth at any booth sounds great in theory and if it was a mobile order system where you just sort of walked up prepared your own order Mm -hmm. uh that would be okay but when every single point of sale kiosk has to have a button for every single food item at every booth it means that it takes 10 times as long to enter any one order. Uh, and you create a bottleneck at the cash register, and then you create a second bottleneck for pickup because the kitchen doesn't know when any given item is going to be ordered uh, because it could come at any time. So uh, it, someone thought it was a good idea, but they just they, they need to send their manager to Epcot 
to watch how their festival runs and right. come back. Exactly. If you're only bringing in three to seven different items, you know what those are. Mm-hmm. And you know, people ordering it, you know, they might not call it the right dish. They'll be like, oh, I want the thing that's like the ravioli. Well, the person at the counter is going to know what that is. There's because- no way that that person at that cash register can know what all these other dishes are. If someone says, I have an allergy or I have an issue or I have right. a question, it grinds everything to a halt. Oh, um, oh yes but <laughs> i'm sure you won't encounter any of those questions or problems when you visit SeaWorld and san no. antonio's <laughs> uh festival there single day admission starts at 49.99 when purchased online which is a heck of a lot cheaper than uh admission to a disney food festival <laughs> and if you are a texas k through 12 teacher you are eligible for free park entry um so uh go and visit seaworld.com slash san dash antonio for more information uh and we we talked about SeaWorld and we talked about disney and of course magic city mayhem jopping in the chat with the observation that universal's mardi gras is basically a food festival now so and so is halloween horror nights they have 70 75 items this year or something exactly it's a horror themed food i love to see it you know it's perfect if you want to take part in the fun of a holiday, but maybe you don't want to do the entertainment. Maybe you don't want to do the houses. There's something for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Including people who like food that looks like maggots and brains. Yes. Moving right along uh, in SeaWorld news on the other side of the globe after uh, like a decade. Yeah. SeaWorld Abu Dhabi is, is finally opening on May 23rd, 2023. Uh, it is an enormous park with eight highly themed realms that is in, going to include uh, what they're billing as the world's largest aquarium. Right. Uh, this yeah, is this located... is, looks like it looks in, absolutely insane. Yeah, uh, this is uh, created by Miral, which is Abu Dhabi's leading creator of immersive destinations and experiences mm-hmm. in partnership with SeaWorld, uh, and it is a next generation version of a SeaWorld park. Uh, We don't have total details on every attraction. Uh, We know that there are going to be some rides. Uh, They even mentioned a roller coaster, uh, some kiddie rides, Uh, but the real attraction seems to be the the marine life, Mm -hmm. uh, which will not include orcas. Uh, but it is going to have just about every other uh, form of marine life known on Earth. Yes. I'm glad that they're not going to include orcas um, Mm -hmm. because it's just, you know, heartbreaking, all of that. Uh, But this does look like it's highly going to be like an edutainment experience. I'm sure conservation and education and animal well-being are probably at, at the forefront of everything they do, given the world that we live in now. So, yeah. So uh, the eight realms are all located uh, inside this five-story indoor uh, park. Um, Mm -hmm. And the whole thing spans 45 acres, uh, which is um, small for an outdoor park, huge for an indoor park. Right. This Uh, is the world's biggest, right? I think that's what I read. Okay. Yeah. So so the world's largest and most expansive multi-species aquarium is uh, what they call the Endless Ocean Realm. uh, And that's kind of the heart of this project. Uh, It contains over 6 million gallons of water and more than 68,000 animals. So uh, you could probably spend a full day just uh, exploring that. 
Um, but it's also going to be uh, home to rides and shows. Um, and most importantly, all of the animal habitats are being designed according to standards set by the AZA, that's the Association of Zoos and Aquariums and uh, American Humane Society. Um, so they're gonna have things like uh, advanced lighting systems and life support systems uh, to try to make it as natural an environment for them as possible. Right. And a lot of times at these places, when it's being done right, they're getting better care of, you know, like look at Animal Kingdom, you know, mm -hmm. they're, get, they're getting incredible care. So as long as it's done right, which this seems like the place that's going to be doing that. So there's kind of an overarching theme called One Ocean uh, that connects all of the areas of SeaWorld Abu Dhabi uh, with the theme that all of the waters of the world are connected. Um, and right in the center of the park, uh, there's kind of a statement show. Uh, it's called One Epic Ocean. It's a multimedia show. It's on a 360 degree screen. Um, and I've also read that it uses a, a kind of immersive surround sound and choreographed Ooh. drones indoors. Uh, so that's kind of like uh, their big statement piece. Um, and there's also places in this uh, central area where you can see veterinarians and animal care experts um, doing uh, checkups and uh, giving care to the animals. Um, and then that leads out to all of the other realms. Uh, we could probably spend a half an hour going into detail about each of these, um, but I think we should just pick out you know, one or two highlights. I was interested in the fact that there is a park-wide interactive game called SEA Guardian. I guess you're probably gonna play this with your smartphone. Yes. Uh, but it's interactive activities that will tie all of the different attractions and, and uh, environments together. I think that's great. Right. I like so I was interested in the Antarctica one because obviously mm -hmm. it is so different than probably a lot of the other realms. And I mm -hmm. love how they're making these just like very clear distinctions. And then you're going to learn about specifically like what is this, you know, biodiverse tundra like what is the atmosphere what animals are here so i feel like this is going to be one of those places you could probably go to for multiple days mm. and you'll spend like hours in each realm just kind of discovering things yeah you know it's the uh, the concept art is as vague as can be it actually says right. this realm will be revealed soon yeah. <laughs> the tagline that's a placeholder if I ever saw it. Uh, <laughs> but i do think it is interesting that they do mention uh the polar ocean out realm which is going to combine antarctica with the arctic so think mm -hmm. uh you know the antarctica ride uh the penguin ride has been decommissioned in orlando uh, right. there's a lot of song strong sides that the what was the ride is going to be repurposed for some other usage um and then the wild arctic ride in or orlando is also uh you know they they put haunted houses through there now right. <laughs> so uh it's interesting that they mentioned there will be an immersive ride in this area uh i doubt it will be a clone of either of the two rides that they're getting rid of in orlando but i don't know may maybe they're just shipping them their leftovers oh, Who God. Knows? You never know. i don't i don't think so i think that everything <laughs> in this park is is being built from scratch that's my feeling oh um, yeah other other realms include the micro ocean realm which is uh looking at little things like plankton and, and coral, uh, but uh, through a kid's eye. So uh, lots of family friendly rides and play areas. Um, the endless ocean realm, um, talking about that giant uh, aquarium. 
tropical area and an area themed to the Pacific Northwest called Rocky Point. Um, so uh, if you've maybe uh, got a layover in uh, the UAE, taking a trip uh, around the world, uh, this is one to put on your bucket oh, list. Yes, or just do a theme park crawl through yeah. UAE because there's so much out there and it's so different than what well, we Well, you know, I, I really want to visit uh, Ferrari World out there. Um, if nothing else, to visit the SFX coaster that apparently bankrupted Dynamic Attractions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shout out to Dynamic. Love those folks. They're always the nicest at IAPA, and I love their work, but uh looks like they're up for sale now because uh, they spent so much money on that. Yeah, so. uh, that endless under construction, which finally opened. Uh, yes. Hopefully I'll ride it. Someday. 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 All right, uh, from Sea World to Six Flags, back in America, uh, the Six Flags America, Six Flags Hurricane Harbor in Maryland is gearing up for the start of their 2023 season, uh, and their new addition is going to be the Rip Curl Blaster Water Coaster. And I want you to tell me how I'm supposed to pronounce curl. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> I saw that there are uphill currents, and that's what drew me in because that's always my favorite part. I have no idea how to pronounce this. Uh, For those of you just listening to the podcast yeah. instead of watching it, uh, Rip Cruel is spelled R-I-P-Q-U-R-L. And I, I think they maybe want us to pronounce it Rip Curl. Uh, but I'm going to keep pronouncing it Rip Curl. I like that better. <laughs> uh, it looks like a, a Master Blaster style water coaster. Um, I can't tell from the press release whether this comes from Pro Slide or Whitewater. I'm guessing that it is one of those two because their stuff always looks very similar. Unless you see it up close, it's hard to tell who built right. it. Um, but it promises 550 feet of thrills, uh, blasting guests in a raft along three uphill currents, three drops, and a fully enclosed helix uh, before the splashdown. Um, looks uh, looks similar to the aqueduct, actually, uh, yeah. on the uh, on the Disney ships. Uh, not not too dissimilar to that layout. Yeah, super fun. And then also, there's going to be some new and returning special events. What caught my eye is Scream Break. So this yes. is, uh, I think almost. Uh, several of the Six Flags properties. I know California, Six Flags Great America, and New Jersey, they are doing it, and I think I may go. I'm going home for Passover. And oh. sides with screen break dates. And I saw some coverage from friends over the weekend, and because it, it didn't start in New Jersey yet, but it started some uh, one of the other Six Flags properties, and it's like a big monster party. So they have so uh -huh. many scare actors. There's like two haunted houses uh and then like a dj monster party this is a great i mean i just like saying screen break yeah i i it's feel like this say. is a, a trend that uh you know six flags parks nationwide are participating in this and we've also seen some other smaller haunts um you know valentine's day has been popular for reopening haunts mm -hmm. um and now uh spring break you know it's halfway to halloween people need their their haunt fix you know, um, so that that's that's great. Uh, no, I love it. It is happening uh, in Maryland uh, on select weekends throughout April. 
Um, and uh, they are also, in terms of special events, having special photo ops and decorations during Pride Week. They're doing uh, an Oktoberfest. Um, and they are also going to be doing a thrillathon with behind the scenes look at their roller coasters. Um, plus, of course, there's always Fourth of July and uh, Halloween's Kids Boo Fest and Fright Fest uh, coming up later this year. Yes, I haven't been to a Fright Fest in 20 years, so I'm definitely yeah. long overdue. <laughs> um, yeah, I. Uh, I have not checked one of those out. Um, not a Six Flags near me right now, but I grew up going to the uh, New Jersey park and uh, I, I would love to be able to check out and see uh, what that event is like up there. Uh, if you are interested in, uh, they right now are offering free upgrades to your platinum pass if you purchase a gold pass. Uh, and uh, you can get unlimited visits, including Hurricane Harbor and Fright Nights and free parking for 50 bucks. That sounds like an amazing deal. Um, so if you want more information about this and other special events like the sensory friendly days that they're having coming up, head on over to sixflags.com slash America. All right, just a couple more things to wrap up the news before we uh, head into our main story. And uh, I did not get a chance to see this when I was out in California, uh, in Hollywood. But uh, Wonder Woman, or at least a statue of her, has made her debut at Warner Brothers Studios in Burbank, California. Uh, this is part of the partnership between DC Comics Warner Brothers Discovery and Visit Burbank. Um, previously, they erected a Batman in town uh, near movie theater, but now uh, Wonder Woman herself is standing guard outside the Warner Brothers studio tour, and you don't even need to take the tour to take a selfie with her. Yes, and they also just recovered their uh, iconic water tower. Uh -huh. so the hundred years with their uh, anniversary logo, so they're definitely. Yes. Doing yes. a lot. I saw that and I was surprised because it's so, you know, the normal one is so iconic to see. And then I was like, wait, what is this? <laughs> yes. I, uh, you know, when I was in uh, Hollywood uh, mm -hmm. at Universal, I got a good look at that water tower from uh, the top of uh, Universal's uh, escalator. Yes. That very long escalator. Do not recommend that when it is 40 degrees and winding out. No. <laughs> That was rough. Um, and I also, uh, I got, I went to Burbank and got to take a tour of the Disney studios, which was amazing, Ooh. but not the Warner Brothers studios. That is on my list uh, for one of these next trips to. Yeah, I haven't done it studios. since uh, before everything was done. So before COVID. So it's been a while. It's, you know, I know it's so different, uh, but I love that you can just go and see the statue without it usually having to book a tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this larger-than-life statue, uh, it is based on artwork by Jenny Friesen, and it was sculpted by Jack Gabriel Matthews. And uh, the unveiling ceremony was attended by some local luminaries, including uh, the mayor of Burbank, um, Jim Lee, who is a uh, DC artist, uh, and Patty Jenkins, who directed the Wonder Woman films. Very cool. So uh, you can uh, check this out, stop by anytime it is outside the studio gate. So you don't uh, need a, a ticket or a pass. Um, 24 hours a day, just stop <laughs> on by. Uh, but you can uh, 
stop inside the studio tour uh, lobby uh, without purchasing a ticket and check out some other statues, including uh, Bugs and Daffy Duck. Very nice. All right. And last but not least, I was very happy to hear this. Ringling Brothers and Barnum Bailey Circus is relaunching. They are going on a 50-city tour that is going to start in fall of 2023, uh, and they're going to be hitting Orlando in January of 2024. And I can't wait for the greatest show on earth to be back. Absolutely. And it's like, you know, no doubt they had to evolve. I feel like they had to take that pause and just kind of reassess everything. And it seems like the heart of it all is still there. It's, you know, it's mm -hmm. family entertainment, but how can we bring it to the modern age? How do we check in on the animal situation? Mm -hmm. You know, there's just, there's so much that has changed that they had to kind of just take that break, figure it out. Yeah. And then move forward. So in case you don't remember, um, you know, after years of controversy, specifically around their elephants, um, they shut down uh, the, the long-running circus uh, back in 2017. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was kind of lucky for them because then the pandemic came. Right. Uh, so if, if they hadn't shut down, COVID would have shut them down. Uh, but they've been teasing its return for years. Um they formally announced it last year, um, but the big change is no more animals. Uh, the only the only creatures that will be mistreated on this circus are human beings. Right. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I'm sure I'm sure the actor, the performers uh, are all very excited to get back on the road. Um, you know, they've been doing other kind of tours. They had like Disney on Ice and the Marvel Universe and Jurassic World. Uh, but nothing quite like the circus. Uh, so this is a modernized, reimagined circus. Uh, a lot of the familiar acts that you grew up with are back, but in new kind of amped up forms. Like mm -hmm. it's not enough to just have one tightrope anymore. No. Now they have a triangle of tight ropes with 25 foot height wires in a, a, in a big triangle with four people on them at the same time. Um, you can't just have one trapeze. You have to have crisscross trapezes and a giant swing set with people flying, you know, in opposite directions. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> can't just have one wheel of death. Now we've got four open sided wheels of death all going with people jumping 30 feet. So it's like everything that you thought was like thrilling or dangerous in the old circus. Now they've just turned it up to 11. Right. And it, they had no choice. Now we yeah. see it all on social media. Exactly. You know, so they had no choice but to move forward. And it looks like they really have come up with creative ways to do mm -hmm. that. Well, and we also see it looks like they've got a really colorful set that's going to involve uh, some really high tech uh, computerized lighting and uh, looks like digital projection mapping, that kind of thing. Um and uh, it, it kind of looks like a American Ninja Warrior set yes. dipped, in, dipped in neon and then hung in the air, you know. Hey, uh, I'm down for that. It looks fun. Uh, you know, they talk about pre presenting a phenomenal scale of wow and wonder designed for families to leave inspired, energized, and filled with memories to last a lifetime. Um, I, you know, I have a feeling that it's going to be a very uh, high energy, fast paced uh, kind of show. Right. Um, you know, the old traditional circus had a certain kind of pacing to it. 
and you know they trot out one act and you know there'd be a, a thing and a transition and maybe a clown would come out for a bit and then slowly go into another act mm -hmm. i have a feeling this is going to be bang 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 constantly just one thing after another oh, happening yes well and um, i'm sure it's going to be fully choreographed synchronized music mm -hmm. i mean they're going to be loud they're going to be real loud um, yeah. So uh, the first 25 cities are currently on sale, and that includes uh, the seven performances that are going to be at Orlando's Amway Center, uh, January 12th through 15th, 2024. I hope that I can be there for that one. Uh, yes. If you want to be there on the first day to say you were there when the circus was reborn, it kicks off September 29th in Bozier City, Louisiana. All right, that brings us to the end of the news in the queue. And that, a lot of news. boy, that was a lot of news. Uh, before we jump into this week's main attraction, it is time to hear a word from our sponsor. The Attractions Podcast is brought to you by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. Whether your next vacation is a magical trip to the theme parks, an exciting adventure to the pyramids of Egypt, or just a relaxing cruise on the turquoise waters of the Bahamas, MEI Travel provides premium service and expert advice to help you get the most of your vacation. They are always free of any hidden fees or costs to you. Visit them at mei-travel.com. It's time for the main attraction! Okay, and this year, this week's main attraction, drumroll please, yes, Star Nights 2023 dates have been announced by the Universal Orlando Resort. Tickets, uh, vacation packages, and some special add-ons are currently on sale. And the big news is that the fog will be rolling out for a record-breaking 40 Four nights. Yes. Thoughts and prayers for those scare actors. Yes. I mean, this is, you know, we had to have seen this coming last year was the probably, I think the most sellouts they had ever had. It was sold mm -hmm. out like every single night. It is crazy. Even when you get express pass, you're still waiting. It is no doubt the most popular haunt event, you know, for good reason. I'm excited. It is one of my favorite things I look forward to every year. It'll be back September 1st, which is usually when it comes back around Labor Day. Mm -hmm. And that'll be 44 nights leading up to Halloween night. So I'm sure we're going to see some extra like Tuesday nights in there. You I know, some people guarantee that go it. Good yeah, this, this yeah. I think, you know, uh, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger each year. Um, and this year uh, they are promising 10 haunted houses. Uh, it will be interesting to see where those 10 haunted houses go, um, uh, depending on uh, what happens with KidZone, how they how quickly they can wrap mm -hmm. up all that construction on right. KidZone. Uh, there's a lot of work going on on the back side of the house where they have those sprung tents. And uh, mm -hmm. on top of that, uh, they don't that uh, they're right now got VillainCon uh, going on in uh the shrek building where they used to have one house i know they've left room in there uh to have a haunted house uh but let's see uh where those 10 houses will go right. um we and we only know one so far obviously just the chucky, chucky yes chucky. everyone's um, favorite killer doll mm -hmm. is coming back um whether that will be the original chucky or based on the sci new uh sci-fi tv right. show 
Uh, we'll have to see where they draw their inspiration for. Um, five scare zones and an unspecified number of live entertainments. So we will have to see in terms of shows uh, what and where uh, happens. Uh, Magic City Mayhem has a, a hint for us. He says that the MIB tent oh. is coming back. That was, uh, yes, uh, a location out behind the Men in Black um, extended queue uh, that we had for a couple of years and did not have for a year. So that comes back. That will definitely help out. Um, but in, you should plan now, regardless of what houses there are. Mm -hmm. Like we said last year. Was, yeah, don't wait for them all to be announced because no. by that time, some of these vacation packages might not be available. Right. Um, um, yeah, these, I mean, people now, I mean, Halloween Horror Nights is basically a lifestyle now, you know, <laughs> that's the way I look at it. I mean, it, you, it's crazy. You see people, I'm guilty of it. I wear my Halloween Horror Night shirts all year long now. <laughs> it's just the thing. So these, you know, these dates, especially the weekend ones are going to sell out. People make their whole trip around this now, Yep, which is so exciting. I love to see it, but, you know, get in on those single night tickets, get in on the vacation packages. I think more and more each year we're going to see like the rip tour i getting more popular as an option yep. uh so just start planning now i mean it sounds like it's far away but it's really not no absolutely this is this is the time to be making your fall plans um and one thing to keep in mind uh you know in past years it would start out the first few weeks just be on weekends and then the schedule would kind of gradually build up uh mm -hmm. till the you know the final week sometimes when they're done adding, uh, it would just be solid, you know, uh, event nights for, for a solid week. This year, what the ske schedule is a little bit different. Uh, it is running five nights a week, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, from the very start. Mm -hmm. um, they are taking Monday and Tuesday night off every week. I would suspect that some of those Tuesdays, maybe even a Monday, could get yeah. added as the event starts to sell out. Uh, but for right now, uh, you've got five nights a week, every week from the beginning to pick from. Um, prices start at $79, uh, but you, you're going to have to hunt for nights that are $79. Most yes. of the nights are $89, $99, uh, even more. Great way to tell how busy they think it's going to be on any given night is how expensive the tickets are for that night. Um, and prices will only go up. So uh, if you see it and you, you want to book it, grab yeah. it. Yep. Yeah. Same thing goes for the uh, vacation packages. Uh, if you do a seven-night stay, you can save up to $200 with one of these packages uh, that includes uh, one night at Halloween Horror Nights plus uh, five nights, five days of admission to uh, all three parks, including Volcano Bay, uh, along with, of course, uh, hotel stay. Um, and those are booking right now through Orlando, uh, universal Orlando vacations. Definitely. Yeah. And then of course, all the upgrades, like we mentioned the rip tour, which is awesome. It's basically like the VIP tour from during the day, but at night you're in a private group, you're escorted like right to the front of the house, no playing around. Yeah. You're not in, you know, the express lane, you're going right in there. And it is definitely a worthwhile to do the event. If you want to do mm -hmm. everything, uh, I, I've done that. I've done the express last year. Sometimes with express, I waited almost like 40 minutes still. So it will be, it is helpful on it, like a Saturday yeah. particularly, but 
It's... I'm, you know, I'm sure as we get closer to Halloween, we will have a healthy debate over uh, what the best way to, you know, the best way to go is to become a journalist and get invited to a media event and get a right. free RIP tour. Right. Um, uh, if that is not going to happen for you, if you're like me and you don't get invited to those things, um, you really got to got to sit down and figure out if you're investing in an express pass, what is the difference then to then step up to the RIP tour? Right. Because express pass ain't what it used to be. Back in the day, having an express pass meant you'd wait 15 to 20 minutes. And now you're looking at 40, 50 minutes. Um, I used to say in my book that during Halloween Horror Nights, an express pass meant you would wait about 25% of the posted weight. Now it's like this 50. last year, it's closer to 50%. Yeah. Um, no, and so with all of Universal, I mean, Universal Hollywood too, the jump from buying an express to a VIP tour mm -hmm. is so minimal. Yeah. Like, cause I'm in a, I'm in a group text with like my scream squad about what we want to do for our plan night. And I think we're going to do the rip tour because we're like between all of us buying this group out, it's really not much more than if, what we spent on Express if, if you can get a full load of people together yeah. to buy out a tour, um, you know, I, I would I would rather go once a year doing that than right. go twice with Express Passes because uh, it's probably about the same amount. Uh, yeah. And you'll probably see more even with Express Passes. Um, especially if you are not doing early entry and following a very aggressive touring plan, um, <laughs> even with express passes, if you are, if you're casual, you probably will not see everything in one night, yeah. uh, with an RIP tour, you get what you pay for. It's, it's expensive, but you will, you will not get to the end of the night feeling like you missed anything. Absolutely. I mean, that's such a good point. Cause yeah. you really, like, even I'm very aggressive, like, what waiting corral am I going to go into? Which house am I going to go to first? And I did that on a night with Express, and I definitely did not even do like 75%. Mm -hmm. it's, um, it's Magic City Mayhem, again, jumping in with some great advice. Uh, I am part of the problem with this one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Premier Pass holders uh, have select nights where they are able to use their Premier Passes. Uh, and uh, Wednesday night is a popular night for for them mm -hmm. to use that. So while traditionally Wednesday night would be a really dead night, uh, now, you know, it's there are busy nights and busier nights, but there really aren't slow nights like yeah. there used to be. Um, I would say that if, if I could not afford an RIP tour, rather than spend money on an express pass that might not really benefit me that much i would spend the money on the uh early admission the scream early now i've not checked yet to see if that is being sold this year i assume it will be yeah i don't uh, we don't happen to have that or anything about like frequent fear we do not that. have yes yeah. and i i wanted to say that we do not have frequent yeah. fear of pricing yet uh, I know in the past there's been a lot of angst, uh, people afraid that maybe we won't have frequent fear. The frequent fear, they make so much uh, money off of people buying those. I can't imagine getting rid of them. No. But I imagine they're going to be more expensive. It's a lifestyle now. So people it is. It is totally a lifestyle. Hang out. So those people buying those passes, I haven't purchased it yet. Usually I'll get my, use my like, premiere pass and mm -hmm. then i'll usually like purchase another night a la carte to go again right. but the frequent visitors they're just going and they're hanging 
which I love, you know, it's a yeah. different crop. And, you know, I used to be, you know, 10, almost 15 years ago, I was one of those folks who was hanging out mm -hmm. uh, in the park uh, almost every night uh, with my frequent fear um, and doing all of the legendary truth games and, uh, you know, scanning the app back, back when they had that. Um, it's it's gotten too crowded for me to be able to just especially with a group of people to be able to hang uh, when i go in i kind of go in solo and i got to sort of dart through the the crowd and and get in and get out before i get overwhelmed um, right. no i am definitely with you it, it's it's changed so much like my theory mm -hmm. is like once stranger things became a part of it it yep. totally pivoted on the people that walking came walking and, dead kind of yes walking, walking dead, dead started yeah. the crack and then mm -hmm. Stranger Things blew it wide open. Yeah, right. And and it's great. I know people like you know they've made it their personality. They found friends through yeah. it. So it's really yeah. like a great community. But it means the events are so popular. And I I will say, uh, if you love the idea of Halloween Horror Nights, you love the art that goes into it and the creativity, but you find the crowds and the noise and the jump scares just too overwhelming to be able to really enjoy. Behind the Screams Unmasking the Horror Tour is for you. It's a lights-on tour of the haunted houses. Uh, it's done in small groups uh, during the daytime. You get a, a guided tour that points out all the details and the Easter eggs, um, but you don't have anyone jumping out trying to scare you. You don't have drunks bumping into you in the in the streets. Uh, that's the way to go if if you want to celebrate the season without right. all of the 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 rigmarole that goes right. on with it. and you're getting to walk across these beautiful movie sets that a lot of the time we don't even get to fully appreciate yeah. you can't you can't when you're conga lying through oh, it with yeah. the lights off you know it, it it would always amaze me when i when i was an employee uh and i was working on Halloween Horror Nights and to be able to go in there before the lighting is done and seeing all of the gorgeous paint work and prop work that's been done. And then the lighting team goes through and says, too bright, too bright, too bright. Make, make it all half as half as it can't see any of it. Um, so yeah, that unmasking the, the, the horror uh, tour, highly recommended. Um, and if you want to start showing uh, your loyalty to everything Halloween Horror Nights, uh, 2023 merchandise branded with the phrase "See you in the fog," available now. Uh, I know I saw them at the Five and Dime shop yeah. um, mm -hmm. right there on Hollywood in Universal Studios, Florida. Yes. And the shirt glows in the dark. Yeah, of course, yes, of course, so that they can see you in the fog. <laughs> uh, well, for more information, go to universalorlando.com/halloween or talk to our friends at MEI travel and they will help you book your vacation. Yes. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of another very exciting edition of the attractions podcast. I'm so glad we were back together Yay, once again. Me too, me Hopefully too. we'll be back on a little bit more of a normal schedule. What is uh, normal? Who knows what's normal? I'm sure you're going to be flying off somewhere exotic soon. I, I'm actually I, going I to Legoland, New York this weekend. Oh, fantastic. And um, American Dream and Nickelodeon Universe. So. Ooh, well, <laughs> you have to give me a full report on how things are going there. Yes. Uh, that mall is not far from my childhood home. 
and I've not yet been able to check it out. So it is I'm... a fever dream to the umptest <laughs> degree. I I love to walk through it because it's bizarre. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait to hear all about it. And you can hear all about it on our next episode. Yeah. Um, before we go, of course, we want to thank our sponsors, MEI and Mouse Fan Travel once again. And as always, I want to remind you, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts and a rating on Spotify. It really helps us out. If you want more coverage from us and Attractions Magazine on the interwebs, you can find me personally at the UG series on Twitter, at the unofficial guides on Instagram, and at the unofficialguides.com. Carly, tell everyone where they can keep up with you. Yes, I am on Twitter at Carly Caramana and on Instagram at Adventures by Carly. And of course, the entire Attractions Magazine team is here for you 24 7 at attractionsmagazine.com, at attractions on Twitter, at attractions magazine on Instagram at youtube.com slash attractions magazine and uh, until congress kicks them out at attractions on tiktok and until next week i hope you folks stay safe try something new and most importantly have fun and we will see you again next time bye bye